0: I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight and you're listening to 5th in Mission. Just as people in the Bay Area get used to wearing masks, a new COVID-19 accessory has emerged – face shields. Chronicle reporter Adeen Viziri is breaking down the pluses and minuses of face shields and explaining what experts have to say about them. He's also discussing a data glitch that may be causing an underreporting of COVID-19 cases around California. Adeen Vizieri, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Heather. Good to hear from you. It's been a long time since we've been in the newsroom together.
1: Yes, I miss it.
0: Me too. Well, you have two interesting stories up um, now on sfchronicle.com. You are very prolific these days. Um, We're going to talk about both. I wanted to start with uh, one on the new must-have accessory in the COVID-19 world. Just as many of us in the Bay Area are getting used to wearing masks and checking that we have them whenever we leave the house, um, there's a new Um, accessory people are wearing that strangely makes them look a lot like dental hygienists. Can you describe what this is?
1: So what we're seeing out are face shields. And basically, they're just, uh, it's just a piece of curved plastic that's attached to people's heads with usually like a foam headband or some sort of strapping device in the back. And it just covers their faces.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And why do some people prefer wearing face shields to masks? What are the benefits?
1: Well, there are some, um, there are a lot of reasons that they, they would be preferable to, to, uh, cloth face coverings. Um, they are clear and you can breathe through them because they have gaps on the sides, um, they're much more comfortable um they're reusable and easy to clean you know masks a lot of them are disposable and you have to throw them away after one use and if you wear glasses they don't fog up so yeah. there are reasons why they would be appealing
0: I still haven't figured out the glasses thing with the mask <laughs> it's very annoying especially when you're exercising um and also in your story you mentioned that people who are hard of hearing have an easier time um hearing each other if they're wearing face shields because they can read lips.
1: Exactly. You can see facial expressions. You can read lips. Um, all these are uh, seemingly advantages to wearing face shields over masks, but there are, there, there are a couple major drawbacks with them.
0: Okay. So what are the drawbacks?
1: Um, so they are not anywhere near as effective as face masks that cover your nose and mouth because they do leave this large gap around your face. Um, virus particles, as we've recently discovered, they can linger in the air and they can still get in. They can get into your nose. They can get into your mouth. So they are not that effective in in uh, battling the coronavirus huh. and protecting people who the, wear them.
0: Do they meet the requirements that counties in the state have about face coverings? Or if you wear one of those, are you also required to wear a mask?
1: In California, you still need to wear a mask unless you have a medical condition that um, prevents you from wearing a mask. Then you could wear a face shield, but you still need uh, uh, to wear something that covers your mouth and nose. Um, but face shields do add, if you are doing that, face shields do add some benefit to, to that. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's largely because they cover your eyes as well, right? Which could be another entry point for the virus.
1: Right. So the, um, they cover your eyes, which, you know, it's, it's a possible entry point. The big thing about them, though, is they prevent you from touching your face, which mm-hmm. is the biggest uh, concern with wearing face masks is that people are constantly touching them. They're pulling them down to talk or eat mm-hmm. or they just get uncomfortable and they touch them. And if you have that big plastic panel in front of your face, Your fingers aren't getting anywhere near, it's called the T zone, which is your eyes, your nose, and your mouth. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, we've been hearing it over and over you do not want to touch that area because that's where the mucous membranes are. And those are the kind of the portals to infection. So face shields are really effective in preventing you from touching that area, which is their biggest benefit.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've never actually worn them, so I don't know the answer to this question. Can you? Is there enough room to eat or drink under them, or would you have to take them off at a restaurant as well?
1: Um, there, they are different kinds, but you probably do have to uh, flip it up to eat or mm-hmm. drink comfortably. There is the gap is big enough if you angle your head in a funny way where you, you can <laughs> shove something down there, but it would probably make more sense just to uh, just to you know flip it up uh, like a visor.
0: Whoever would have thought we would be having this conversation <laughs> in <laughs> <Exactly>. February. <laughs> So overall, in your reporting, what were experts saying about face shields? Yay or nay?
1: They they like them. They're mostly most. I'm sorry. They're mostly used in healthcare settings. Um, you know, when they're doing procedures that uh, where there's go- there's going to be contact with large droplets. So when we're using them in public, um, they make a great add on. Let's say you're going to go on a flight or. You're on a crowded bus and you know if someone sneezes and you have that on you have a mask on and then you have a face shield on it really protects your eyes and it's just an extra layer of protection and um they're they're pretty you know i think people unanimous unanimously like them dr fauci recommended people wear them um but they do they are not effective alone which is which is the main concern because a lot of people find them more comfortable and are just wearing them without wearing the the traditional face coverings.
0: But really, the only reason you should wear one is if you're also wearing a mask.
1: Exactly. Okay. It's just an extra layer of protection.
0: Got it. And so tell me, what is your preference? I haven't seen you in like a million years. So are you <laughs> doing this? My not the leave the shield. house. <laughs> you just don't leave the house.
1: <laughs> Since I've been uh, on the coronavirus beats in March, and the more I learn about it, I'm just like, the risk versus reward for me has been to just stay inside. Um, but I think, you know, if I were to venture out in certain situations, definitely I would, uh, it can't hurt. And this, um, virus is so, um, infectious and kind of really any, any added protection is going to be helpful. So I would definitely, you know, have the face covering, throw on a face shield if I was going to be in a crowded setting, and. Um, you know they're lightweight. You don't really notice it, and uh, it's just an extra layer of protection.
0: Okay. Are you really not leaving your house still?
1: Yes. You told me this like
0: a couple months ago, and I couldn't believe it.
1: Oh yeah, it's still uh, still happening.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that should be a whole other episode.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> well, I'm Heather Knight, and we'll be right back after this quick break. You can support 5th In Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I'm back with Adine Vaziri, and we are now going to be talking about your other major story of today because you're so busy. Um... So there was some news from Governor Gavin Newsom that was encouraging earlier in the week about declining positive test cases for COVID-19. But now we're learning that that might have been overly optimistic. So what happened?
1: So we had this huge uh, surge since mid-June where the numbers were constantly going up. um, And suddenly yesterday and today, Tuesday, we've seen the numbers kind of taper off. Um, It turns out that there's a data glitch. So
0: it was too good to be true.
1: It was possibly too good to be true. Um, There's the note on the state's COVID tracker that says, due to issues with the state's electronic laboratory reporting system, these data represent an underreporting of actual positive cases in one single day. So we're not getting accurate numbers and they're not quite sure what is causing the glitch. But it's uh, the seven day average that we're seeing and the case counts that we're seeing that are really low and promising are not actually representative of what's happening in the state.
0: I think we're due for some good news. I was so happy we finally had some.
1: Well, we got it for 24 hours (laughs) until they figured out what was happening.
0: But we still don't really know what is going wrong. They just know that the data is wrong, but they don't know why.
1: Yeah, they they're they're still trying to troubleshoot it and find out what's what's not working. Um, but and we don't know how off it is. But they the site says underreporting. The uh, state officials say the numbers are being underreported. So it's you know I think I think the news isn't as good as it looks. Hmm.
0: Do you know if this problem is happening all over the state or only in certain counties?
1: Yeah, it's with. Um, it, it, they weren't, they didn't go too much into detail about where the breakdown is happening, but as far as I could tell, these are the numbers, the state reports out to the counties so they can plan, you know, for hospital capacity and reopenings and all, all kinds of things. They rely on these numbers. And, um, so it's a statewide glitch.
0: Okay. And, um, do we know yet whether there is a real lowering of cases at all? Like the data is just a little bit wrong or do we know how off it is?
1: We don't know yet. Okay. Um, it it looked when we got the news yesterday, we we're like, wow, we finally, you know, snapped to we saw the numbers were going up and everyone took action and mm-hmm. put on their face back shields. things back down and things are started wearing face shields <laughs> and <laughs> everything's better now. But it looks like that hasn't quite happened yet. We're still seeing the social gatherings, which are the primary point of spread. And um, so I think we're still in that surge mode right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And did they say today that the gatherings are the major source of spread?
1: Yeah, and that's been a source of frustration for a lot of these counties who, where the businesses are getting shut down. They're like, well, you're shutting down restaurants and hair salons and gyms, but we have no information that this is where transmission is happening. Um, and they've traced transmission to social gatherings or, um, households where there are frontline workers that go out and come back in or, you know, overcrowding, things like that. So like, it doesn't make sense to shut down these businesses when we know that this isn't where transmission is happening.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Well, thank you for joining me today. It's good to hear from you.
1: Good to talk to you, Heather.
0: Thank you to Adine Vaziri for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening.